podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank. And right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for $10 with promo code TANK10. That's $10 for your first tank exchange with promo code TANK10. Visit PropaneTaxi.com. No contact, no commitment, no problem. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Ladies and gentlemen, um, you've probably been watching some random game on on BT Sports Europa League. That's boring. Turn off your TV. Welcome to Carnage. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the LFC Day Trippers community. You're most welcome to Carnage. Um, Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all keeping safe. Um, Today's show is slightly different from the normal Carnage that happens on this show. Today I've got, and the reason for that is the caliber of guests I've got, to be honest with you. Um, You know, sometimes you have like these guests where you just... Let the talent do the talking. Let them chill. Let them relax. Let them talk the beautiful game. And I've got two of the finest people I know in the fan media game. I'm not going to lie. Um, I've got Finn, the Wolves, my, my my Wolves fan. Absolute pleasure to have you on, Finn. Thank you so much. I know it's short notice, but thank you very much for coming on, man. Pleasure. This is uh, this suits my lockdown sort of sleeping pattern perfectly as well this time. This is when I'm most awake, so... Looking forward amazing, to it. amazing. Yeah, you know, often, you know, often like, we ask guests to come on, and they always talk about sort of how late we go on. And I don't know, we've always been late birds at the at the day trippers. I, I can't explain mm. it, but you know, it's um, I've, I've, we've got we've got a lot of community that stays up late with us now. I know, like mm. ten o'clock's not that late, is it? Is it really that late? Yeah. It's not, no, peak of the day now. It's, it's, it's exactly it's the norm <laughs> now, isn't it? It's yeah. I mean, I know. I mean, I know. Um, my my other guest, I call him a guest, but he's my brother. Cal, oh, I know you're an early bird, and I know this is hard work for you when we're talking about <laughs> these kind of things. Appreciate I'll be it. No, no time is alien to me at the moment because my little one feels as though he can wake up and go to sleep whenever he wants at the moment. So oh, any time is just any time. Yeah, he's the boss. Yeah, they're the bosses, man. Exactly. Yeah. They they dictate what kind of days we have, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? Fully. I know. I know how it works. But how you been? Anyway, you good? Can't complain, brother. I've about four shows today. Busy man, man in demand. Um, yeah, it's been a busy. It's been it's been a busy one today. It has been it has been, but you know, I gotta keep busy, man. Gotta keep busy, oh, grinding oh, it definitely, out. Absolutely, definitely. Um, Finn, um, how you been anyway? What's what's happening? Uh, we we're discussing uh, just before we got we we came on live about sort of the state of um, lockdown and what tier you guys are in. It's miserable, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's another way to in in tier three anyway. It's another way to basically just say lockdown at the moment. It's just sort of continued these last few days. I think, I think gyms are open. Not that I'll be near them anyway. Um, yeah. and that's that's the only real change. So, um, so yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's the late, the closest club around us is Shrewsbury, which is about forty five minutes away. That have got two thousand in the ground. So, um, that's the closest we could really go for for any football, but for Wolves, for the foreseeable, it's zero people in the stadium. And uh, I think the Wolves shame. players will find it weird, yeah, having seen 2,000 watching them at the weekend. it's Yeah, it's just, it, it's not great, but there's, there's been good news the last few days and hopefully we're uh, coming toward, well, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with all this. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and we were just saying sort of, you know, the football's kind of keeping us sane, like normal, mm. you know, we, we've got things to discuss. 
you know, or whoever's team's doing well. I mean, imagine teams that are not doing well in terms in, t- in times like this as well. The fans of those clubs, man, I, I dread yeah. to think. But, um, it, I mean, look, tonight was Europa League. And first thing I kept, I thought, and I checked the schedule and who's playing tonight. And, you know, I'm so used to associating Wolves playing on a Thursday night. And I was thinking, surely they haven't got a game tonight, you know, just before <laughs> they play us. But, you know, has that Europa, lack of Europa League helped you guys? Are you happy with it or do you miss it? Because you've been in it quite quite the last couple of years, right? But yeah, well, no, I'm not used to it at all. That was It was only the first season I've ever seen Wolves in Europe was last season. And oh. it's only been been that one so it was a bit surreal to me really and it was such a shame that in the one season I got to to go abroad finally and see my own team play that then I think it was by the the round of 32 that everything was locked down and it was like right brilliant so because I like I saved a few of my like work holiday days to be able to save for like semi-final quarter-final then they're all behind closed doors so it was annoying yeah but it, it was an amazing experience I managed to go to um, Braga in Portugal and Barcelona to play Sadly, not Barcelona, Espanyol, the other team in Barcelona. Um, But it was amazing. And I think in a weird way, it's been a real debate around Wolves fans that our best results last season came on a Sunday after a Thursday. For example, I remember an amazing week where we beat Besiktas um, away in Turkey and then famously beat Man City that 2-0, the two Adama goals on the Sunday a few days later. And we looked sharper on a Sunday after playing in the week. We, We always seem to get knocked out of the Cups pretty early. We were out of the first round of the League Cup this season. Um, and we've got Crystal Palace at home, FA Cup. So it just screams that we're going to get knocked out in that one. Um, oh. So there's not there's not many games around compared to last season when it was like, I think our season was the longest in, in record ever because we had those qualifiers dead early on in July or whatever. It did, yeah. And it went on so over a year. So it is strange getting used to almost going back to normality of what we used to have. But it, to be honest, sometimes they looked really tired last season. Sometimes you say, no, it's made them sharper. I remember another week where we went to Espanyol and then beat them and then beat Tottenham uh, on the Sunday as well. So it, I, d- I don't know where I sit on it. I don't think we're especially looking less sharp, but I'd, no one's at their peak, are they really, this year? No one's, it's, you can't really say, our oh, Wolves aren't looking right because of Europa League football. We got to the, I think, the quarters of the Europa League. So we got the really, really short break, just like Chelsea, Man United, Man City. And that can't have helped either, but... It's um, it's not a massive talking point to be honest within Wolves fans, and I think if any season we have to sort of sacrifice Europa League football, it's this one. Because if if we're in it, I want to be there and seeing it. Because as a Wolves fan, yeah, these days don't don't come along very often. So hopefully, maybe next season we can time it well. But this season it was on a it was on a knife edge. We we basically needed Chelsea to win the FA Cup final, and we'd have been in and had Arsenal's place, but yeah. they got it for winning the cup final. So it was really close, and I think. Chelsea were odds on for that one, so of course it didn't happen. But um, no, yeah, it, it was really close. You know, it's it's really interesting to sort of hear your views on sort of how the season's going, and you're thinking that it's not so congested for, or, it, or it doesn't feel like it's so congested. Like the games are fairly spread out. Um, Cal, it's 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 the mad opposite for us, isn't it? It seems mm. um, everyone's claiming that Klopp that was Klopp's Rafa moment. Uh, in that interview he'd done uh, last week, wasn't it, with just the facts? facts. Yeah, so this one, um, this one, how did you find that interview just quickly? What did you, I haven't got your opinion here, we haven't chatted about it yet. What did you think? Um, I'm quite happy Klopp kind of went on a rant about it, to be honest. Um, Mm. I think we sometimes as fans forget that footballers are human beings, like they've got friends, they've got families and they need rest just as much as we do. They're athletes and us going to work, doing a nine to five, we feel tired. So them, and I know people are going to be like, oh, but they get paid a stupid amount of money. Yes, they do, but that's what their talent dictates. They like, It just is what it is. They still have to have a break as well. And Klopp's right. When you're playing on a Wednesday and then you've got to have a quick turnaround and play again on a, on a Saturday, effectively a Saturday morning, it's a lot to deal with. And I just think it's good it was said. I think it was. It all got escalated because Des Kelly just wouldn't kind of take a step back and see the bigger picture. I think he felt that it was a personal attack against him, which I feel was a bit silly personally. But I'm, I'm happy Klopp did that. I don't think Klopp's rattled. But no, in fact, I'll take that back. I think Klopp's rattled, but not by the league. He's rattled by the situation we're in as a club. But him being rattled, doesn't make me lose faith in him. It just to me, it shows me that he cares and he cares about the well-being of the players. And again, people throw this out of um, juncture because it was, it came after a result that wasn't too too favourable to us. 
But he did the same thing after the Leicester City game when we won as well. Absolutely, he said yeah. the exact same thing. So it's not a case of he's just throwing his toys out of the pram because we didn't win the game. He's he's been consistent with this message. So is Solskjaer. So is Guardiola. It's not just Klopp doing it. So I'm glad he did it. It's just I I still don't think anything will come of it. And I'll be honest, even as a content creator myself, I'm just seeing how difficult this is because at the moment uh, you must be you guys must be feeling it at, at the moment as well. It feels like I'm filming two, three times a day, every day. It, yeah. It's a, it's a lot, and obviously we're just content creators. We're not going out on the field and being scrutinised by millions of people. So, I think, I think Klopp did the right thing personally. Yeah, do you know it's difficult because look at times, and I, and I, 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 we've been speaking about it on our show as well. And, and I must admit, at times I did feel a bit awkward watching it, and I think that was down to sort of the way. He was being questioned and interviewed. Some of the questions, I because I watched Ole Gunnar Solskjaer interview, and he gave the exact same answers, but the question and the tone of questions were so different, and that's yeah. what was frustrating. And and as you said, he he didn't say it on the back of a defeat. Even he said it in the back of a mm. draw. But it was the it was the circumstances, sort of a culmination of events. That he's a passionate man. It was just passion poured yeah. over. Yeah. Um, as a neutral, Finn, did you see the Klopp interview? What did you make of it? I was um, decorating a Christmas tree with it on in the background, and then you heard sort of the, the voices being raised, and you go, hang on. Hang on. Like, I was looking How around the tree, yeah. going, oh, this is, this is kicking off a little this bit. Is this is Yeah, firing for Chris Wilder. I thought, oh, hello, here we go. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, it was just... Um, it's just interesting to see a, a sort of interview and not just go, okay. He sort of went back at him. I thought, oh, this is going to kick off here. And as a, I know a club that we were sort of on the substitutes thing, even we're a very, very small squad. And I know 100% we'd have voted for three subs and keep the bench small because we were chucking wow. loads of kids on the bench um, when it was the, the larger benches and the five subs at the end of last season. So um, for Wolves, this current system works, but that's one game a week with a tiny squad. So I, I can completely see your end of the bargain and why, why Cop was getting so annoyed. And and it's not just him, as you say, all the, the teams in European competition are saying the same thing. So it's it's not, it, but you're right in sort of, Solskjaer said it and it was like, right, okay, thank you. And then Klopp, they're going, well, no, this, this, that. Well, this is it. I f- 150 years of breakthroughs, milestones and triumphs. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of generous community support. You can give kids a future where they get freckles instead of chemotherapy and paper cuts instead of surgery. Children's National Hospital. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Um, do you know what it is? It's it's natural because mm. Klopp is box office, right? He's, yeah. They know his box office. They know his reputation. He doesn't hold back. He speaks, you know, what's on his mind, wears his heart on his sleeve, all that kind of stuff. And he loves the club. And as a Liverpool fan, that love poured out and you saw that you saw that all he cared about was mm. for Liverpool. Um, yes, there was a couple of things in there that he said, which I think were awkward to watch as a Liverpool fan even. But you can't blame him. That's the reason why us Liverpool fans love this fella that we can relate to him. Do you know what I mean? He he yeah. talks like us. He feels our you know he feels our pain kind of thing, and he speaks on our mm. behalf. So we can't sort of yeah, it's a bit sort of cringe at times. Like, well, actually, that's the first time ever I felt a bit awkward for him. But I thought mm. you know basically he got his message across. The broadcasters got their what they wanted to hear. Do you know what I mean? And and it's one of those things that, you know, the media love to make it bigger than it really was. I mean, as you said, you know, all our managers, even your manager, we've heard Nuno had awkward interviews in the past, you know, when they sort oh, of, yeah. sometimes they play on the, how shall I put this without sort of calling them basically, you know, xenophobic <laughs> at times. Do you know what I mean? But they play on the guys not being, uh, English not being their first language. Mm. I felt that at times, you know, Klopp, you know, wanted to word it differently, maybe, you know, and that, Cal, do you think there's a case for that where he could have worded some things better? Yeah, I I think the one thing I didn't like was a little um, dig at Chris Wilder. Yeah. I thought that was a bit harsh. Um, And that kind of came out of nowhere as well. I was just like, Klopp, you didn't need to say that last bit. But as you said, I, I think 
I think it comes down to how the reporter or the interviewer is a lot of the time. And again, I'm sure we've all interviewed people on our channels and stuff like that. There's a way to set a tone in a question. And I think if you get the tone of the question right, you as the interviewer should actually be able to step back and be like, you know what? I asked that incorrectly. I should, let me re let me rephrase it or ask it in a different tone or because at the end of the day, as Des Kelly, you're working for BT Sport. You don't own BT Sport. So you should be able to, and even if you own BT Sport, you should have enough to know that there are going to be people who criticize what you do and you've, you've got to be able to take it sometimes. And yeah. you, if you think the criticism is unwarranted, then by all means, you say why you think it's unwarranted. But even then, you've got to address it in a proper tone as well. And I don't think what Klopp was saying was unwarranted. And again, the proof's in the pudding where most of the managers are saying the same thing. And then you look at all the other top leagues in Europe, they've all got the five sub rule and they they break up their games over a better period, whereas we don't. So it's like, what what's going on here? Yeah, absolutely. Just before we go on, uh, Tete Q, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, Boss Show Grizz, love seeing the collabo with Cop, hashtag Copish. I love seeing the collabos every time. Um, they're a wonderful bunch of brothers out there. So you need to, everyone needs to go out and follow them as well. Subscribe to their channel. And while I'm talking about subscription and likes, man, let's get these likes up. Apparently, you know, it's the business. So yeah, man, it, it's free. Just press a finger. And uh, press a like. Um, talking about players' safety and well-being and everything, Finn, uh, we saw a very, very unfortunate incident with um, with uh, Jimenez. Um, and was it Louise, wasn't it, who went in the uh, sort yeah. of um, How is he? What's the latest on on Jimenez from a, a Wolves point of view? Um, well, I think there was an update today from the, the club doctor saying he's made excellent progress, but you, I, I, you don't sort of know what to believe because you're hearing contrasting things. For example, I, I didn't really know much about that type of injury before. I, obviously, the, the immediate things you think Petacek, Ryan Mason, yeah. and I've sort of um, read read up on it almost. And I, I remember seeing the day after him and Ez had done it and he obviously been rushed to hospital and Ryan Mason said he was in hospital for eight days. Um, and apparently that was some sort of bad sign or something that he was in for that long. Well, they've said today in the excellent progress sort of speech that he's going to be out of hospital early next week. Okay. Now he did it on a Sunday. That's going to be touching eight, nine days. So that in my head, that's alarm bells ringing. But by all accounts, everyone's saying that it's going as well as it could have um, when you saw what you saw straight away. I mean, that game for any Wolves fan just paled into insignificance. He's like, a, yeah. as you can, can you see just above me? That's him and there's right there on the wall. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's just an absolute cult hero icon. I think um, one of the guys high up in Wolves in the marketing said, we now have more Mexican Wolves fans than English fans follow the Twitter account. He, it's not only what he does for, for us as well. He's, he's a global sort of, like they're David Beckham almost. And it's, it's really helped me with the stuff I do. I've got a large Mexican audience. So um, it, of all, place for it to happen do such a vital cog in that Wolves team um it's a real shame and it's it's hard to really talk about it because people saying get well soon but you you don't want to rush him back to the pitch I'm almost saying get well as as quick as you want mate you sort of he's just had a yeah just had a a young his first child um and I just thought when I was watching it that like think of it his his wife's or his girlfriend at home with the new young child apparently she then rushed straight to London it's just it's horrible. That type of injury, it, it, it really is the worst because it's not necessarily going to keep you out the longest time, but it's the biggest threat to, at the end of the day of life, he didn't move for about 10 minutes yeah. on the pitch live on Sky and we're thinking, is he even breathing at this point? And I think that first 10 minutes were bright. Or, yeah, I think we did everything. Like the, the doctors, even Arsenal's um, medical team, they were on helping him and as well. There's a big crowd around him and I think they've done well in that vital first 10 minutes, but it's just, yeah, it, it's really sickening. And even though we got the win, it didn't feel like a, it didn't even feel like a football game, let alone a win against the yeah. top six team. It's the worst. It's the worst feeling. It's the worst sort of sight in football, isn't it? When you see a player mm-hmm. just um, unconscious Lying out there, yeah. emotions. You know, the first. You know, all our thoughts and prayers are with with Jimenez, and hopefully, he makes a full full recovery. I mean, as you said, <laughs> you know, don't come back soon. Just come back when you're at, no. Mm-hmm. You don't even come back. You first, you make sure you're absolutely fine and healthy, and you know everything's okay, and then sort of football secondary, you know, um, as you said, um, just young family you talk about, right? You just said, you know, so he became yeah. a father recently, you said, so, you know, all our thoughts and prayers are, are for his family. Um, 
Cal, so we're talking about Wolves this weekend. Um, just your general thoughts of playing Wolves, you know, on the back of everything, injuries, COVID, players out. It's like we're just whoever's – we just do a, like a call on, on on the night before, don't we? And whoever's fit, yeah, you're in the team. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wolves are very, very good team, in my opinion, very well coached technically great players um, that they've now added. I felt last season, um, maybe Finn wants to jump in, but I felt last season mm. um, you guys were a bit, um, you had you, you're wonderful technical players, but not much pace in the team. I think you've, uh, apart from we know, uh, you know, Adama, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, we know. Adama, Linford yeah, Adama, yeah. <laughs> Olympic trial race. We know, uh, but, um, but with the emergence of Neto Prudence, mm. I think you've added um, even at fullback areas the young. How do you pronounce his left back's name? We just um, call him Ryan. His first Ryan. name Ryan Nuri, I think it is. That's fair play. And and your other fullback, Samedo, I think you've added mm. quite a bit of mm. pace in your team. Is that fair to say? Yeah, you, you just judge it by good players on FIFA, really. You look at their pace on FIFA and they're all, they're all up there this year. Um, but no, yeah, we really haven't. It's not only... I think we've sort of let the handbrake off slightly in the last few games, especially mm. compared to last season. And you could really see towards the end... Um, the lockdown games and especially in those Europa League knockouts, we just didn't have it in us to to run. I mean, we were we were sitting back against Sevilla, just like we'll do against any top team. But unlike games against you or against Man City in the past, where we break at pace, we couldn't get over the halfway line. It was just they had nothing left in them. Yeah. So it was slightly that. It wasn't all just the players. It was how seventy odd games they played or whatever it was, ridiculously. But um, but no, yeah, it, it, we've injected a lot of pace there, as you say, at the the fullback slash wingbacks. Now it's really strange Wolves going through this transition. I've I've never seen us stray from five at the back in four years. This the last two games is the only times we've ever played four at the back. So it's it's strange to know what we're going to do now, going from one of the most predictable teams in the league to me not even knowing what we're going to do. Watches every second. So yeah, it's, it's it's been good changes, and I like the last time I was I was on this channel was talking about Jota and. I was gutted to see him go, but at the end of last season, it was Neto and Pedence that were taking his taking his place. As crazy as that seems, there is potential there. Obviously, Jota's has done what he's done, and Klopp's unlocked something in him that we just didn't see in that last six months. And it's been horrible to see, but amazing to see at the same time because he was a real sort of just like Jimenez, an absolute icon at Wolves as well for for getting us promoted and doing what he did, and like iconic goals to take us to Wembley. So. It's um, it's a yeah, it's been a real strange transition, especially now the biggest transition of all, going completely changing, like ripping up the sort of philosophy that Nuno bangs on about all the time, um, to changing that completely, and it's going to be an interesting one at the weekend to see what he does. Cal, how are we feeling about Wolves coming over to our place? We've got where we we're, we're going to have two thousand fans in. Jota's yeah. going to be making his debut in front of the fans, and yeah. look. He's going to maybe making it against. How are we mm. feeling about Wolves coming over? How are you feeling personally about it? Um, playing against Wolves is always an uneasy feeling. And I've always felt like that, especially since they've come back into the league. Um, outside of Liverpool, obviously, Wolves are one of the teams I, I have a, a nice connection with. Like I've got family who live in Wolves and used to go out there quite a lot as a, as a kid. And um, I just like the way they play football. And dare I say, obviously, I don't wish injury on Jimenez, especially the type of injury he's had. But the fact that they haven't got Jimenez, I actually feel makes them even more dangerous. And Interesting. you look at, and the reason I say that, and again, uh, Grizz, you'll, you'll know this as well, because I, I wasn't making any secrets about this. When we were linked with Jota heavily in the summer, I kind of didn't want him. He was the last out of the Wolves players I wanted. I wanted Adama over him and I, I wanted Neto over him. And then we've got Jota, and every, as I said, I put on so much weight because I have to keep on eating humble pie when it comes to Jota now. You'll be there, bro. You'll be there. That's what I blame like, my size on, bro. <laughs> and I just think to myself, if Jota's come from there, and arguably, and even as you said, Finn, for the last six months, he wasn't the one performing. Neto, Podence, and Traore as a potential front three starting against our team could spell real danger. And I, again, I think we'll win the game, but I, I'm, I'm not expecting an easy game, nor am I expecting it to be a game where we dominate. I, I expect, I, it, I think it'll be similar to the game at Anfield last season. 
where we, we rode our luck a little bit and it was a tough, tough game. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D virtual try-on. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95. Look, we, we've touched upon Jota, and I don't think um, I've stressed um, Finn enough about Jota, and I'm going to do that now. Because... <laughs> um, because because we done a show uh, when Jota was on the verge of signing for uh, for Liverpool, and I remember, and a lot of our viewers, listeners remember, uh, telling me afterwards that fellow was so sad, like he was heartbroken. He must <laughs> he must be a gem. And and Finn, at the time, fair play to you. You did you did talk about and you did tell us about these emer- the emergence of Neto, um, Prudence. You know, um, tell me, look, tell. Did you in your wildest dreams really think that he'd make this impact at Liverpool? I know you said you thought he'd be okay, but to mm. us, you've like we've done you, mate. Like we've done you so bad, like 40 million. You must <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. rub it in, Grizz. No, I don't no. rub it in, obviously. <laughs> no, I told him I told him before before that I'm gonna have to, mate. Now, but um look, um because he was one of those players that I often used to think. No disrespect to Wolves, I used to think he could play at a higher level because mm. he just had this sort of intense, this this intensity, this personal drive in him that I used to always used to see, think that he could he could do it at another level. Did you? Yeah, and do you know what? I've always seen him. I've said it's on record. It's so annoying, like you said um, about the comments with Jota signing him. I've always said when he was our player. I, on podcasts, I've said he will be the one that will never leave. I said Adamas will come and go, Neves will come and go, Jota will never leave because he did this one interview um, with a Wolves journalist and he started talking about football manager and he said, I don't like being the top dog. I like being the underdog. He said he took up, of all teams, I don't know that you know around us, the area of Telford. They're in the Vanarama North or South. We're in the middle. We're either one. I can't remember. And he said, I took them on in football manager. I like being the underdog. I don't like it. So, and then when it's like Jota to Liverpool, it's like, nah, oh, that's the opposite of what he wants. And all of a sudden, he's at the top and absolutely smashing it. So I've always been confident that he would be the player to see through the entire project. And and obviously that shows how much I know. But um, yeah, he, he, I'm confident he will go through a patch at Liverpool where he will tackle himself when he's in on goal and he will look useless, but he's going through a period now that he's had um, at Wolves as well. He looks unstoppable. He's just, the ball's glued to his feet. He's got such a powerful shot. He's got two really good feet. And when you see him on the form he's on now, it's hard not to smile. Like I, I've refused to put him in my FPL team because um, because he's, I had him in and then took him out when he moved to Liverpool. And I think if I put him in and maybe like triple captain him, it may curse him not to score against Wolves this weekend because no, don't do I don't that. think don't any other way. It's amazing what you guys have managed to do with him. And I think one of the main things I was saying is that he, he only really worked with Wolves in a two up front. Um, when he was out wide on the left, it, it really wasn't working. He's, he's better when he's in that sort of, like they say with Calvert-Lewin, sort of between the sticks. He likes to be sort of there to be able to just un- unleash that shot. And you guys have been so versatile with him and it seems to have worked wherever yeah. he's been put. And it's just, it's crazy to see. I was just going to, you know, it's interesting that you said that at Wolves, he played that. I was going to ask Cal, have we been surprised with the, his versatility? Um, I mean, as Finn's just said, apparently at Wolves, and Finn knows, because Finn knows Wolves like no one knows Wolves, that he played in a, like sort of, uh, a floating role. Is that right, Finn? Like in a two or whatever, you know, sometimes... Yeah, like a sort of second striker, yeah. Never really as a lone striker. It was always either off the left in a three or up front with him and Esby being that sort of man to bounce it off, if you know what I mean. Now, Cal, with us, he's played all three positions, I think, or and even and even behind the striker in one. What have yeah. you made of his adaptation to the Liverpool system and everything? Amazing. As I said, I I really wanted Adama or Neto. I was big fans of those two players and I thought Jota was good. And I even went out, I, I feel so stupid now because I was just like, yeah, I just, he's not, he's, is he really that guy to take us to the next level? And I saw him play and he was playing, his first his first goals were Arsenal, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, the way he took the goal, I was like, okay, okay, there's something about him. Because no one just takes the goal like that. I, I don't even know if Salah scores that goal. And it, ob- like obviously Salah's a killer in front of goal, but that type of, like, he's taking it on one knee and then he's just volleyed it, half volleyed it 
with the other foot, and I'm like, okay, okay, I knew he had two good feet, but let's 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 see where he goes from there. And then he's played from the left, he's looked dangerous. He's played from the right, he's looked dangerous. Playing through the middle against Atalanta, ripped them to shreds, ripped them to absolute shreds. Oh yeah. The, the game against Ajax the other day, you didn't know where he was playing because he was all over the place. He's a pressing machine. Um, he can score with headers. He can score with both feet. He's got pace for days. He's got trickery. You, we've got a to total package of a player and he's still only 23. Am I right in saying? Amazing. Yeah, that's right. It's, Absolutely. It's crazy. Like, I'm so happy no one at the club listens to me. <laughs> if they did, <laughs> you wouldn't have him. <laughs> like, I'm so happy. Do, um, do you know, Jota... Um, Finn, when we done when that show, you, you when we ask you for comparisons to sort of players, and you made a very good observation at the time, and I was waiting for it to sort of, you know, to see what you meant, and now I know what you meant. Cal, you know, Finn said he he's got a bit of Suarez about him in terms of the way he dribbles, like sometimes he doesn't seem he's in though he's in control of the ball, but he'll yeah. still get through the player, deceptively quick. I mean, you don't That's think strong. of him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that was my next thing. You don't look at him and you think a strong player. We're going to touch on someone else who I think looks like that in your team currently, who you you know sort of plays in a position. But Jota has that bit of Suarez about him, bit of Owen. Do you know what I mean? A mixture of a few, bit of Torres in him, the way he just sort of that one finish he done against Atalanta where he's clean on his lip. You know, how would you describe his playing style? A combination of all three, would you say? The players I've mentioned, like Owen, Torres. Suarez is a it's a combination, isn't it? Cal. Yeah, I think so, Grizz. Um, as I said, I, ca I can't speak high enough of it because remember, he's coming to a team as well where you've got probably one of the most settled front threes in world. Yes. And he's disrupted that. He's now he's basically said to every one of those players, right, you have one or two bad games, I'm coming and I'm taking your spot. And you may be sitting on the bench for a little while. Like Bobby, Bobby's had to kick it up a notch again. Absolutely. My name Salah are now looking at another player thinking, wow, like we were the goal scoring wingers in the league. This guy's coming and he's kind of showing us up at the moment. Do you know what? It was in his job, job description. Go and disrupt and, yeah. you know, the Liverpool front three and go and disrupt other defences. And, you know, he's he's done exactly, done exactly. Done absolutely. Um, it's perfect. It's perfect what he's done. As uh, so, we've spoken about sort of Jota being a major threat for you guys. Who else are you, um, uh, Finn, looking sort of at and saying, "Look, we need to uh, worry about not, but it doesn't have to be a certain player, but sort of the area, sort of where we attack from, or, or is it the midfield, or you know, where's where's our Liverpool's main threat going to come from, in your opinion?" Well, you'll have to update me on what the team news is because I never know who's fit and who isn't with yeah, you guys at the moment. We, we don't know yeah. either. <laughs> <laughs> I, was say, I, was say, I can't do that. Be all clever and ITK, but no, we don't know shit, mm. mate. We don't so know. Like, who's fit, who's for example, like Thiago, who I've loved for years. Is he around? Is he going to be? No, is he we, no? Yeah, okay. Right, you know, right. We signed him. It's like a dream. Like you know, mm. it was like was it a mirage? What was it, man? You know, Thiago's mm. done out here. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? We. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I can tell you. I think we will have, um, just to so you don't have um, any sleep in the in the forthcoming nights, I think we're going to have all front four playing against you. That's what I was so, thinking, yeah. So, so have a bit of that. Um, mm. But from your point of view, you guys have reverted to a four, I believe, um, a back four, where, as you say, Wolves are renowned to play back five, Nuno's three centre-backs, all of them tall, massive, strong. Um, and then quick wing backs. What's caused the change in formation? Well, it was it was meant to be like after the first game. It was because Cody was out. He was he'd caught something or been in contact with someone um, on England duty and was having to isolate for fourteen days. I think it was the fifteenth day um, that Southampton game. The first time we played the four at the back, but they just said he wasn't up to scratch to be playing that game. So we, ironically, on all the graphics and stuff, we we have Den Donk, who's a very versatile player. Um, so they brought out the team lineup graphic and we went, okay, it's Dendonka in the back three, um, which would have made it uh, Kilman, Bolly, Dendonka, as, about, as you say, all six foot four plus yeah. um, at the back there. But then I was watching the game thinking, okay, this will be a back five like the last four years of my entire life that I've watched. And I go, hang on, Dendonka's playing as like an, an advanced sort of playmaker. What's going on? And um, it, it appeared that it was a back four. And um, 
and that game went okay. We sort of played more of a, a structured three midfield of Dendonka, Neves, Matinho, and we we weren't doing great. And then we brought on uh, Neto, which moved Pedence into the hole of a sort of four-two-three-one. And I'd, I'd never seen anything like it. It was so fair last year to say that we were boring, laborious. I saw someone just say, oh, it's flipped, isn't it, in the chat, um, yeah. that, uh, that Jota's getting more chances at Liverpool. And that is so fair because last year, Jimenez, if he was put in a team that could make more chances, he'd be getting 20, 30 a season. We was, had to be so clinical and so defensively good. And all of a sudden, we've let the handbrake, the, the handbrake off. And we were creating chances all over the place. You've got a man in that hole that we've never had before. Um, and against a team like Arsenal, it worked well. Whether we'll revert back to the five, to be honest, with the with the threat we could be facing against you guys, I could see the five coming back, so I'm not going to hype up this four too much. But it's just nice to have an option because we were the most predictable team in the league. And now there's something in Klopp's mind that we'll be going, what if it is a four? And it, it also showed that Cody as well, for us, for us wanting him to be in the England team, um, it was always, well, he can't play in a four, he can't play in a four. Well, he did it at the weekend and he, he was yeah. brilliant. Obviously, it's annoying as well if you guys need a centre-back in January. Because we, we were thinking sort of, oh, well, he only plays in a three. Liverpool won't want him. And then yeah, now yeah. if he pulls up trees in the next month, it, I almost want him to have a few, few clangers or something. But um, No, I think, I, no. Think, <laughs> I think the Wolves people will not let Liverpool anywhere near uh, your uh, your team at the moment. And if they mm. do, they're going to ask premium prices now after what yeah. we've done for you. Um Predictable, I guess, was one um, one sort of criticism. But, you know, if it was getting you success and results, then I don't think you would have mm. minded too much, did you? you? You know, and I think we, Cal, we're a bit similar last season in terms of people started Four, thinking three, we've three. become predictable. You know, we know how Klopp's going to set up. Three in midfield, the usual back four and the front three. That's gone to be yeah. That's gone to shit now, isn't it, Cal? Yeah. Because we haven't got that back four at all. We've we lost goal. We haven't got the <laughs> midfield anymore. <laughs> what we've literally got is our front lads touch yeah. wood, man. You know, fingers crossed. Yeah. And all of that stuff, man, that they stay fit and healthy. Um, from our point of view, how do we approach this that, then? Knowing that they've probably going to go with the, that pacey front three that Finn's alluded to. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a makeshift back four who have done tremendous, absolutely tremendous. I mean, Matip is just the most frustrating man yeah. biscuit I've seen in it. He's like, he's a 60 million pound centre-back right there. If only he could just play 75% of the games. Fabinho's been a, a revelation at centre-back. But then yeah. I, and I told you he's going to be that at the start of the season. Yeah. We know it. Well, I was with um, you, remember. I wanted Lovren gone. I was, I was with you. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Yeah, it was drift. We, we catch him later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, how do we approach this from a Liverpool fan point of view, man? How do we go? Do we, do we, do we, do we turn it into a tactical battle? Do we see if you know what Nuno does, or do we just concentrate on our strengths and go at them? How do we approach this? Slugfest. It's got to be a slugfest. You, you can't go. Up that, and again, that's probably the biggest compliment I can give to Wolves is you can't go out there. And play a tactical game with that front three, in my opinion, especially with our makeshift defence as well. Like they, they will tear us to pit to pieces. I think you have to treat this as right. We'll attack, you'll attack. We'll attack, you'll attack, and just hope that we're the more clinical team. I think you're right in saying, and again, I predicted well, not my predicted lineup, but the lineup I wanted to see is that front four of Firmino, Jota, Salah, and Mane because. I think if you can keep Wolves midfield and their defence pushed back as much as possible, then you can potentially suffocate the front three by stopping the the um, the delivery of the ball to those front three. Because I don't think you're going to stop them in one-on-one -on -one situations very often. But if, nah. you can, yeah. if you can starve them of service, then that's a way around it. In the same way we did to Leicester, we starved Vardy of service, so he his threat became nullified. If you could do that with Wolves, if you can starve that front three of service you could potentially make the game a lot easier. Then again, you've got Cody, though. 
who we know of having like a Van Dyke who can ping a ball 60, 70 yards and just break the lines quite easily. So that's another thing to, and that's again the reason why I want to go for because if you can have someone make sure Cody's not able to get the ball and just just dictate play from that centre back position, it helps us as well. So I think we have to fight fire with fire in this game. Um, I think it's going to be, you know what, guys? I think it's going to be very similar to the Ajax game because I think I, I see a lot of um, love Ajax in this um, uh, mm. Wolves team in terms of technically. A, uh, very yeah, able players. Game. Yeah, it was a fantastic game. I think this must be one of your more um, sort of confident visits. Looking forward to this, Finn, from a Wolves point of view, the form you're in, the state of our... I'm not building this up to sort of, do you know what I mean? Um, um, you know, to make sort of you guys favourites. But I think it's it definitely one of those games where you're, you've got nothing to lose. You're in a good vein of form. Does Nuno go there? This is the vital question. Does Nuno go there with a mindset of um, play four at the back, as you said, play the three sort of your Dodonka, uh, have I killed his name? What's his oh, name? Oh, close, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do that shit. Just stop me if I do that shit. Uh, the Neves and Moutinho. Um does he go with the so that's your version of our tried and tested midfield of you mm. know um, Ginny Henderson and um, who's the other one Fabinho? People used to sort of say it's very dull, very it's very basic, but it does the job. And then just unleash the front three um, yeah. uh, on us, or do you think he's going to go revert back to his five at the back? The the question is for me as well. It, it's whether. The, the debates of Fabio Silva as well. Does he come in? Can you accommodate him? Do you sort of sacrifice him and almost play? Because against Arsenal, we sort of had the, those three behind the striker, Neto, Pedence, Adama. Do you just take Silva out, put him in as a centre-back, like an extra centre-back, play the five and just play those three pacey guys up front, which is probably what I'm leaning towards. That midfield three is quite, as you say, there's there's not much pace. If we if we both had those midfield threes in, um, there's not much pace between them all, is there those six? Um, so it's a little bit, little bit sluggish in there. I'd, I'm, if you've got those four playing, I think we're going to need the five to be able to cope. And then you just got to pray, as you say, put the three pacey guys up there. I also, I'm interested to see what Fabio Silva can do because we've only seen him in 20, 30 minute stints at a time, but he's more of a, I think he's going to be more of a player when we're playing the lower teams, as in he's a finisher, someone that's going to sort of hang around the six yard box. But I think we're going to, we're going to only have a prayer on the counter attack this time. So, a four or a five, it, neither's going to shock me, to be honest, but I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards the five mm. um, because I just don't see how a sort of back four against your front foot, I, I don't see that coming out on top. But I am more confident. I mean, we've never really been thrashed by you guys. I've always come out of the game thinking, if this went different, if this went different, yeah, yeah. maybe we could have got something. It's but always been, a, it's always been we, a game of fine margins. Absolutely, mm, you're right. But I don't think we've even had a point to be like... With City, we just we, we did the double over them last season, and I think Liverpool is so different. That. Thank you for that. Oh yeah, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was hoping it was just within a few points or whatever, so Wolves could put uh, you battered them in the end. So it wasn't <laughs> wasn't only Wolves that helped you out, um, but <laughs> but no, yeah, it was. It, it always felt close, but it also you there was always an inevitability like that. I remember Firmino got a late one at Molyneux. And you think all the chances we've had here, we're not clinical. Liverpool given one chance. I think it was even outside the box. It's like, yep, goal. Of course it is, and that's a zero um, reward for the effort. So if we can break that sort of that ceiling that we've never seemed to be able to get through, even a point, I'd be delighted with a point just to be say finally we've got something for our efforts because I've always think we played well against Liverpool and we, we get nothing for it every time. There's fixtures, isn't there? Or there's always clubs that have mm. that, as you said, inevitability about them that you know the result. Yeah. However you're playing however you're playing but um but we know these things come to an end and we're just cow we're just hoping and praying it's not this weekend is it we're we're getting through games aren't we cow we're we're forcing our mentality over yeah. the opposition we're, we're we're slugging it out we're not smooth we're not clinical no. at the moment um but we're still just managed to qualify as winners of our Champions League group yeah. and we're joint top on goal difference. Um, you know, what is it about us that's sort of getting us over the line at the moment in every game near enough? Honestly, it's, it's, it is the mentality. It's, I don't know what Klopp says to these guys or what is imprinted at the club, but 
no matter what we seem to be faced with, we seem to nine times out of ten have an answer for it and get through it. And as a Liverpool fan, growing up and seeing our club be so close to winning things and then just bottling it or something going wrong, to see the team going through all of this, like, could you imagine, let's say, for example, under Rafa or Rodgers, we lost eight of our best players, which is effectively what's happened. Eight of our best Could you imagine the turmoil no. at the club? And we'd, we'd be so far off the pace. It's a positive that we're still in touching distance of the top of the league and being at the top of the league. Because if we can stay there and our players start coming back, then it sends a real message out to the league. I think we're sending a message out to the rest of the league now because I think if you put any other club in our situation, they struggle. And again, you only have to look at Man City. They lost Sane last season. And they the lost Porte. the ball. And Fumbled. they said that was the reason why they lost the league. But yeah, we've lost Van Dijk, Gomez, Thiago, Ox, Cater. We've lost Henderson for chunks. We've lost Alisson, Trent. Trent. Um, who else have I missed off? We've lost Mane and Salah to COVID at some stages. Yeah. But yeah, we're still top of the league. That for me says a lot. You, you have to give us... A, you may not like us as a club, but you have to respect that if you're not a Liverpool fan. You have to respect it. Finn, how do you see that from the outside? Sort of, you know, we were speaking to... I was speaking to Leicester fans before their game against us and they were like, oh, this is it. This is it because we had so many players out and they were flying. You know, very similar to sort of how we're approaching this game. We haven't got many players coming back uh, for you guys and you guys have just come off and I know it's only Arsenal you know, you've beaten. But still, you know, you're sitting four points off the top quietly. Mm. No one sort of really talked about Wolves this season. Normally, you know, you was, um, everyone was talking about Wolves as the sort of surprise package and ready to sort of break the top six or top four sort of, you know, stranglehold. Uh, again, you're very, you've become very consistent quietly. Um, but how do you see, I mean, I don't think you guys see yourself in the title race per se, but sort of in that group where you can you can finish top six very, very easily. How do you see the, the race and how do you see Liverpool from the outside? It's interesting to see sort of someone from the outside point of view. It's just amazing how you haven't crumbled. Like, because you think that's, I mean, we've got no Jimenez. And I mean, there's, there's also Johnny Otto at left back, but we brought in two left backs in the summer to sort of cover that area. And I, I'm thinking, how are we going to cope with that one guy? Let alone, it, just with Van Dijk out, I'd be going, oh, maybe Wolves have got a chance because I think he's been unbelievable every time Wolves have faced him. I mean, yeah. there's that clip of him running against Adama and you just think, this guy is he's just a cheat code. But um, on, Now you're getting <laughs> us now. Now you're, now you're, yeah, now you're, now you're, you're getting us yeah, yeah. so, This is what we're breaking down, man. Cow, just hold me, bro. Hold me. Yeah, I mean, man, yeah. Hold me too, bro. Hold me. <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. Yeah, when people mention Verge, we go, man. Sorry, but, bro. Yeah. Okay, that's nice no, no cool, mention. Man. That's cool. the Virgil Square jar. The only what's going on with Robertson? Because I'm thinking a Dharma on the left back is he well, around? Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you what we're we're dreading. So Trent's come back to training uh, this week, due to yeah. come back today uh, in the next couple of days also. But there will be a big doubt if he's going to be sort of fit enough to start against you guys, yeah. which is most likely. Now that would mean Nico Williams up against either Neto or Adama Traore. Now, well, I think Prudence more plays from the right or through the centre. Am I right, Finn? Well, it was left last season, but that was because we never had someone in the centre. But I've always said, to be honest, he reminds me of Hazard, just like I was saying about yeah, Suarez yeah. last season. I said Suarez is, is Jutta. And just because that low centre of gravity, especially me, I'm. Like I'm six foot six, so to have that centre of gravity, I'm so jealous. Like the, like the Arsenal goal. If I tried that, I'd be falling over my own feet. So I think he, he's really well utilising that hole. But yeah, left, right, middle, all three of them. To be fair, it can be fluid, as you say. Yeah, absolutely. Weakness in a Dharma one side or the other. Or so the, unpred the unpredictability from our attack is 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 is. I think yours is just as unpredictable. Yeah, um, you know, I mean. I mean, if we start looking into the teams and what we think the likely lineups will be, then maybe it will give us an indication of sort of the battles to look out for. Um, mm. Cal, I think we'll start off with Liverpool. Um, the goalkeeping situation. Uh, I said um, sort of... Can I stop you, Grid? There's, there's no situation. Alisson's not fit. 
Kelleher starts. There's no situation, bro. For me, for me, the blonde, the blonde Allison starts all day of the week. Absolutely. No um, you know, I think me and you're on the same wavelength and same yeah. page. We don't want to mention the other fella's name. Yeah, no. You know, Miles will be sort of, you know, an empty goal with him standing there. That's how bad we <laughs> that's how bad we think of him. No, and honestly, we're not joking. No, we're serious now. We're very Look, when when Adrian is mentioned, we get serious, Finn, because he's that yeah. bad. I don't know if you remember him from West Ham or whatever. Me or too. You let him play against Villa. Why couldn't you let him play against us? Of all I people. Know, I, know, I, know, I know. I know. I think I think my email didn't go through to Klopp or something. I don't know. It wasn't sent to the wrong. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I couldn't get through. That was a disaster. But look, Kelleher, absolute brilliant performance in the mid in midweek. Uh, mm. Calm, assured. I think is a no brainer for us. Mm. Um, I think Nico Williams, if Trent's yeah. not fit, Nico Williams was going to have to start at right back. Any, any fears, um, or will that will that game have done him, you know, brilliant in, in terms of increasing his confidence and with the likelihood of playing an, a, alongside far better, more experienced players in Matip and Fabinho help him. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service, and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Yeah, so if he didn't have a good game midweek, I'd be very, very nervous for him. And I'm still a bit nervous for him because he's up against quality players, but I'm happy he got that game under his belt and he looked a lot more confident. Because I don't think it was ever a talent thing for Nico. Because, I, again, I'd watched him a lot in the under-23s and he was really good. He was a standout performer. But his confidence looked shot and you could see that. He was second-guessing himself. Like in the under-23s, he was crossing a ball without even thinking about it. For us, he wasn't doing that. It's almost like he was trying to be Trent, but not be Trent at the same time, if that makes sense. And yeah. it was working against him. So, I am i mean, we've got no other alternative. I don't want to see Trent rush back in. Um, and, you know, Nico had a good game. So, I think he deserves to play again. Oh, yeah. I think the rest of the back four picks itself, I think. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, Finn, you, you just revealed you're six foot six. Do you, you fancy making £20,000 a week until the end of the season? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> we're going to go with what we've got we've got Fabinho yeah. and Matip I don't think the youngsters uh, will step in well I call sort of Phillips a youngster but sort of you know he's not that young but Reese Williams is definitely a youngster I think we're going to go Roberts is going to strap his ankle for one big effort before he has a whole week off um, so hopefully he's going to be you know he's going to be okay because you've got to remember we don't need to play him in midweek yeah, midfield swear gets sorry a bit. To cut you. Sorry again to yeah. cut you, Grid. Yeah. I think Finn, you might be able to help with this. Simicast mm. played against you guys last season in the yeah. Europa, right? And by all accounts, he had a really good game against Adama, didn't he? He was honestly. I I remember one of my best mates is a is a Liverpool fan, and he hadn't heard of him when you signed. And I said, honestly, mate, he, he was he, he kept Adama so quiet. We only just scraped past Olympiacos with a um a penalty, yeah. and it, it wasn't him that gave it away. So he was um. Yeah, he was brilliant. I remember because we got Pedence from Olympiacos as well. Because yes. I remember I watched a game where he taught Spurs. Oh, he was unbelievable um, in a game in the Champions League. And they dropped down into the Europa and played us. But they were the two standout players for me. And whether you could play, could you? Do, so is Robertson's going to be around? Could you even play Simakas on the right? I, I mean, it, there it, is suggestions. Right there is, su- left, right? there so. is suggestions. I think, I think because of the couple of extra days lift uh, rest, I think Klopp's going to just sort of. Just, just will them onto one last effort before we have a whole week's rest because mm. we've qualified in the Champions League. Um, we don't need to play anyone. We're not like yeah, me, we, yeah. me, cow. Like we're going to just hook up a few brothers and we're going to go yeah. out and probably play ourselves. Like in mid, yeah, yeah, in yeah. I got my shin pads ready. Yeah, yeah, I don't play with shin pads, bro. I'm real. <laughs> yeah. So, so look, I think it's going to. I don't think we're going to. We can't risk Simicast. And Nico Williams against, especially the attack that you guys have got. I just don't see it happening. I think we're going to go with Robbo. Interesting in midfield, Henderson, slight knock in his back, Klopp alluded to. 
Ginny's going to be asked to play because Ginny's bionic, man. Do you remember? Do you, I don't know if you ever guys watched um, the Million Dollar Man. This is uh, he's our Million Dollar Man. Ginny is yeah. is out of this world. He's going to be Get asked him to a new contract, man. Get him a new man. contract. Yeah, exactly. You know, people Please. showing so much stupidity in the summer, asking him to go and telling him to go, and you know, just imagine where we'd be without Ginny Wijnaldum this season. It's, it's it's frightening. I think he's going to be asked to go again, Cal, in midfield. Who yeah, the, who goes inside right. him, or do you pick a three? Because I picked a two. I don't know. You might. I'm picking, no, no. I'm picking a two as well. Picking a two as well. Henderson next to him. Got to be captain. Got to be man. It's got. To, I know he had a pick. Plays a with different. Yeah. With different. Get that. Yeah, exactly. Rub some oil on it. Or do what you got to yeah, do. Yeah. You know, um, and then just slug it out. And then the front four. Mm. Um, Finn, how you how you guys going to set up? So uh, let's hear your lineup so I can pass it on. I'll give you ten, and then it's either it's either going to be a striker or a centre back. So the ten that probably yeah. will play. Um, you'll obviously have Patricio in goal. Um, Marcel is the more defensive wing back slash fullback that we play on the left. Um, it'll be Cody and Willy Bolly um, with Nelson Semedo right back, who looks a lot more at home in, as a fullback than a wing back. I think last year when he had Messi in front of him, he wasn't really used to going forward. It was like sort of let let, let that guy go and do it, and I'll stay here. Um, so so he's looking much more at home there. Last game, Ruben Neves was dropped and Matinho, a sort of play that Wolves were sort of saying, OK, he's going to be phasing out this year. He's 34 now. He was unbelievable against Arsenal. So I don't think you can drop either Matinho or Dendonka. Um, mm. It will definitely be Neto, Pedence, Adama, as we've referenced quite a lot. Um, and then it's either an extra midfielder in there in Neves, a striker at the top of it, a natural striker in Fabio Silva, or a third centre-back to come in, which would probably be... be Max Kilman and then move Cody to the centre. So those sort of 10 are nailed on. It's just where they put that other player to, to change the formation. You know, you mentioned Matt Kilman. Where are you finding these tall, yeah, strong... Must be the best. Yeah, must be one of the are? best guys in network True. in the league, easily. From, well, from Maidenhead. From Maidenhead in the in the whatever oh, league. There, it's, it's, yeah, he's... um Well, he's he's got Russian... He's half Russian, half English. Um, and his name is brilliant. Literally, he's like maximum killed some like brilliant kill man it's incredible that's yeah. a big scary russian bloke but no yeah he's a he doesn't start russian at all but he's left-footed ball playing english center half six foot five i said he has five good games and you're going hang on is he getting on the plane in the summer so yeah. i don't want to get ahead of myself too much and he is despite only breaking through this season i think he's 23 he's been a sort of a late bloomer um so he's not exactly this this young guy Bowley's been a late bloomer. Cody's mm. a late bloomer. Like, what's with this? Marcel, Marcel. He was, well. he was very average in the championship. Mm. Jimenez, we've touched upon late bloomer. Mm. You know, what's with these late bloomers, man? <laughs> nah, the scout, I respect Wolves so much. The scouting network is so... Neto's totally the biggest one. I'd never heard of him. I like to think I've got good football knowledge. And we got this kid from Lazio. And we're going, 15 million for someone I've never heard of. And it's he's honest, he's so honestly... Good. So I rate him so highly. Now, mm. You just spoke in my brain, honestly. So Neto, Neto is deadly. Now, I don't want to... Yeah. Like, Finn's going to start feeling insecure here. And it's like, why are these guys <laughs> talking about another forward? And, you yeah. Know, you know, he's he's sensational. And, you know, as you talked about, sort of, you touched upon the silver guy. He comes with a massive reputation. I, you're right. I agree with you. I don't know... I don't know if your coach is adventurous enough to sort of thrust him in there and then play the three mm. behind. I don't think he's going to be brave enough to do that. I think he's going to revert to type for this mm. game. I mean, you never know. It's a mad season. He may think this is our best opportunity to really go at them and and sort of catch them off guard because we're, as Cal says, there's no other way for playing for us uh, of playing um, for us mm. where we have to. Go with what we've got, and we've got loads of forwards that are in form and firing. Yeah. Well, as you said, Bobby's Sadio's are slightly out of, out of form, yeah, but yeah. I think I think you know a world class performance is around the corner from Sadio anytime. Yeah. We only know one way to play. Wolves like to control games. Uh, from what I've seen of Wolves, Wolves really like to control games, home or away. Uh, it's just mm. built in their philosophy. Um, I thought they'd done a job on Arsenal. I mean, I thought he was comfortable against Arsenal. Did you play a four or five? E you guys look so easy against Arsenal. You made yeah. it look easy. 
Yeah, we could have had a few more and then it, it was a four. And then we do this thing in the last 10 minutes where we just say, have as many shots as you want because we're going to put 10 in front of it and we're going to try and throw our bodies at it. And it's horrible, <laughs> especially when you've been so dominant. And then you go, right, let, let's just give you this little potential j- get out of jail. But we reverted to the five then, brought Kilman on. Um, and, and yeah, we, we very rarely win by more than one goal if we do. So it's always tense. But yeah, for that that 80 minutes, especially with the situation in the game with him and us to to be that sort of calm mentally to, to control it. Yeah, it was brilliant. And obviously this is a re- very tough test. Yeah, well, much tougher test this weekend. Just a quick one. Morton's sort of, I think, uh, took offence to my uh, comment about we only want, know one way to play. I meant like in our current state, Morton, uh, we have got no defenders. We only have two fit human beings to stand in midfield. Um So, you know, we only know how to play currently with the, with the squad. That's all I meant. I know... Normally, we have many ways of winning games and we're the best team in the world, all that stuff. But listen, um, I'm going to ask for some prediction after that big build that we've done for teams. Um, you know, put your put your uh, balls on the table, so to speak. Um, Finn, I'm going to go with you second because you're a guest. I'm going to go with Cal first. Cal, what are you saying, Matt? Talk to me about this game, how it's going to go. Um, so I've been quite consistent. I've said 2-1 Liverpool. But I, I don't think it's going to be an easy game. In fact, mm. I, I'll be honest, I hate watching Wolves versus Liverpool live. If we win it and we and I watch the game back, I enjoy the game because I know we've won it. Like watching the game back last season, both games back last season, mm. I could enjoy the football because both teams play good football. They watch make us work. They make us work. Yeah, they they make do. Us, not only physically, but mentally, they make us mentally, think about yeah. our game. Yeah. yeah. Even Nuno, Nuno makes Klopp work as well because Klopp has, has to always, you know, match what Nuno's doing. And I'm going two-one, but I expect to have some grey hair by the end of the game. Yeah, Nuno's not been very talkative in the household this week. Um, he hasn't told me much about sort of the tactics that he's going to play against Liverpool. <laughs> so, you know, it's a it's a it's a family affair this weekend. But <laughs> saying how are they going to go this week? So it's Nathan Redmond as well, Nuno gets. He's an old oh, Nathan yeah, Redmond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, He's our but, brother. We don't talk about him much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me and Nuno uh, are real ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like a distant cousin, Nathan. Distant cousin, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, we, call him, we call him Nate. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to... You've got to account for the Jota hat trick, obviously, that's inevitable. So oh, no. let's <laughs> already. Um but I would like to see, because Wolves haven't... I know there's been a lot of crazy scores this year, and Wolves haven't had a real goal fest. And I'm going to hope for a draw on this, at least. I'm going to say three all. And Jota's going to get them all. And then one one of each from the front three, and then you can nab a ball next Cal, year or whatever. Cal, I'll tell you in. Finn's, Finn's made a mad prediction once, right, that went fucking viral all over the world, right, with his man... <laughs> what was the prediction you done for the Man City oh, game? Mate. Not only it was um, Boovy as well. Do you not remember when he called yep. Adama yep. Traore was going to championship player? I put a bet on um, seven hundred to one. I was sat in a Weatherspoons in Manchester, and it was uh, one one nil Wolves. Adama Traore to score first. So then Adama Traore runs through, scores one nil. Yes, eighty ninth minute. Wolves are going to win one nil. I'm going to have won seven hundred quid. He goes and scores again. It makes it two nil. <laughs> so everyone around me is losing their mind. Yes, secured at Etihad, and I feel like crying. Honestly, <laughs> I got so, so much abuse in the comments because I was going, don't score, don't score, don't score. <laughs> 701, I mean, imagine that. But um, so, yeah, Finn's got a reputation for making accurate. Um, oh, I hope, I hope your reputation is not going to lie. So you've gone for a three or You know what? I think it's going to be an absolute humdinger as well, man. I'm going to go, uh, I was going to say two all, but then, my comments and mentions are going to go mad like you're a pussy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Balls on the table, as you said, Grizz. No, no, but you know, no, 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 no. You know what? I'm going to stick with it. Balls on the table. I'm, I'm just going to stick with it. I rate Wolves, you know, Cal. And I think we may have a bit of sluggishness to our play because Ajax made us work hard and we haven't got much scope for rotation yeah. and freshening things up. Um, I'm going to go for two, but I always... And the people that watch me and listen know that I will reassess <laughs> come <laughs> once the teams are out. Yeah. What, real, what, what real football men do, we look at the teams, we assess the team, the lineups, the tactics, yeah. and then I'll give my final prediction. But at the moment, it's two all. 
But guys, uh, look, I've got it already. Piss off, Grizz. You know, that's uh, there you go, Gav. You're in there. <laughs> in the shout out to Gav. Yeah, shout yeah, to shout out to Gav. You know, you're talking about um, um, small, sharp, short, little nippy players. Gav would be an ideal attacker for you guys, Finn, man. I'm telling you, man, he's deadly. Guys, absolutely <laughs> deadly. We could easily swap him for Neto, no problem. <laughs> but, um, guys, I, I've taken up too much of your time. I did say it's going to be about 45 minutes. But, you know, when we start chatting footy, there's nothing better in it to get out of this, out of this feeling of um, sadness that seems to be everywhere around us. Um, Finn, just let the people know where they can catch you and chat to you more because I'm sure you've got a lot of love in the chat today. So they're going to want to know where they can find you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was... Um... I've sort of I've done sort of match day vlogs and stuff like that. Obviously, readjusted that at the moment. I'm sort of doing a uh, a Wolves goggle box style thing. Got lots of families around the country watching Wolves. Excellent. To make so I'm doing that on YouTube. Um, Finners, F I N E double R Z. So there'll be one at the weekend. Um, I'll try not to be to be rude about Liverpool if you guys are going to watch. So yeah, thank you if anyone wants to pop over. <laughs> no problem. Excellent stuff, man. Cal, what are you saying, man? Where can people find you as well? They know, but just let them hear it again. Um, yeah, so you can find me on Team Coppish, so Coppish, so K-O-P-I-S-H, uh, along with Matt and Drifty. Um, I also do a weekly show on the football terrace, so that Liverpool show on the football terrace as well. Plus, you'll see me just littered around on different channels, just getting around and speaking about that's Liverpool. What happens, Liverpool. Man, that's what happens when you're, when you're super talented. Man in demand, man. Keep it up. Getting, man. There, Keep getting there. Always got right, yeah. time Thank for my brother, Cal. Um, Thank you, bro. Hope, hope uh, the LFC Day Trippers community enjoyed that. Um, I think we've done a decent job in the end, man. We don't normally do previews on this show, but this one had to be done. Short notice, man. Cal and Finn helped me out there. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Carnage. Um, I think there'll be Carnage on the pitch on Sunday. Um, so we look forward to that and we catch you again. So peace out. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.